Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode on the After Maghrib podcast where this week we're going to do our best, myself and Ahmed, joined with a special guest where we're going to become music to your ears inshallah. Oof. Now before we I begin like this that. episode, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahmed, assalamu alaikum. Salam Sayyid, how are you? Alhamdulillah, okay. how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm feeling great actually. Mm. I'm feeling great, I'm feeling thirsty as well. I'm not gonna lie, bro. What's the... we got we got special guests, <laughs> special special sponsor today. Thank you, Seven Up. Yes. Really appreciate it. But not just because it's a great drink, but because it's Seven Up, mm. and that's how Liverpool were over the last couple of days. Seven nil up. A round of applause, please, to you guys. for the King Mohammed Salah, Darwin Nunez, Cody Back, Cody Gakpo, and the King Bobby Firmino. We 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 love you. And United fans, let me just say, guys. I'm so sorry. Wallah al-Azim. I'll recite Surah Fatah for you. Bismillah <laughs> rahim And honestly, guys, um, you know we love football on this podcast. And if you're not a football fan, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I do pity you at times like this because we're having a great time. Um, <laughs> guys, we're going to talk today about music, inshallah. We're going to talk about all things music. And not just music as well. We're going to talk about things that we would want to do in Shah Ramadan and in the build-up to Shah Ramadan in the way of kind of breaking and making habits, okay? Um, this is a spiritual time. And if you want all the best tips, you want to hear the best content in the coming weeks, subscribe to After Maghrib. We've got so much content planned over the next uh, like six, eight weeks. It's going to be really exciting, inshallah. And maybe we're trying to think about whether to do more frequent episodes. At the moment, as you guys know, we release an episode every week. But hopefully we can make it like every five days or something in Shah Ramadan. That's the plan. That's the plan. He's looking at me like, what dropping. are you committing to? <laughs> inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. Uh, um, and of course, today we're joined by a special guest, Sister Hawra. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam. Thank How you, you for having me. Alhamdulillah. Not at all. Thanks Not at all. On. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here. Mm. You are, um, of course, you've been like engaging with, with the podcast for a long time. And um, hopefully it's been a help to you. It's been amazing. Everything you could want. That's very kind. We haven't paid Sister Hala to say that, <laughs> just to make it obvious. Um, where should we begin, Sister? Obviously, this is like um, a massive topic. But before we kind of get into music specifically, we know, of course, a lot of people have asked us to do a discussion on this. But where should we begin generically or generally in, in the sense of um, becoming our best versions of ourselves? I think Ramadan is the best time for you to become the best version of yourself. So many habits, for example, music are habits that would be cut out or would be put aside for some and I think starting off with how you can better yourself before Ramadan would be perfect. Yeah. Habits are a dangerous one. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone's yeah. got some sort of habit, be it music or not. Yeah. It's the most whenever we approach the month of Ramadan, it's always the majority of Muslims is I need to cut the music. Mm. So music is a big thing and I'm happy actually we're discussing this because uh, before we start the podcast I was mentioning to the sister, we tried so much times Speaking about music, but it just never happened. I just don't feel, you know, as I'm the right person to talk about it. But inshallah, today we'll do some justice. Yeah, do you know what? It's 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 sometimes it gets boring. I'm not gonna lie, mm. because it's not not about talking about music because it's incredibly important. It's becoming more important every day. Yeah. But I think the number of times we hear people asking the question about music, look halal haram. We don't want to make yeah. this a discussion on what Islam mm. allows, what your marja allows. More so, I think it's important to talk about the concept of it. Mm. Okay. Um, and I was listening to something on the way here, and um, a, a scholar was saying that. The first question I get asked all the time, can I listen to this? Is this halal? Is this instrument halal? Um, that's not what we want to talk about. Yeah. Because obviously music can can do a lot for you. You know, of course, for example, um, 
in Rasatul Hukuk, Imam Zain al-Abidin says that the right of your ear mm-hmm. is that your ear is the pathway to your heart. Yes. Obviously in the Holy Quran, Allah says that the people with Qalib al-Salim, like the, what does Salim mean, Sayyid? It's like the, there's many translations to it by the way. Yeah. Salim is, um, <laughs> you need to come back to me on this. Like a sincere or Ask, something? How do I, no, I'm not sincere. Okay. Salim is like, I think someone who like, you said, uh, it's like submits. I don't know if that's right. the right Submissive translation. Yeah, I think right? that's close enough. Yes. Yeah, so Allah says that obviously those with Qalib al-Salim will, will, will be rewarded in Jannah. Mm. And it's incredible to think that we, you know, there's, we have one heart. Mm. And Imam Sajjad says that your ears are the, the gateway to your heart. Yes. So obviously we've got to approach it maybe in that way. I don't think so is the problem. That's the producer talking about. Whether, whether music is halal or haram, it's mm. more, I think people know it's haram. But how do they cut it off or where, where how do they remove that addiction from their life? That's more Have you ever listened to music, Sid? I think we all have. We all have, exactly. At some point you've got you, you, you sort of test the waters, see what, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. And it's it's the difficult bit is how do you get away from it? You know exactly. what you're listening to is wrong. Yeah. Or how huh, there's a grey area, there's a there's a red line, but where's that red oh, line? Oh everyone knows it's wrong because everyone that asks the question, you know, can I listen to this? For them to even ask this question, they're, they're telling themselves, this is not right for me in the first mm. place. So they want to already get away from it. They're just trying to find a way to justify already what they're listening to. Mm. And mm. I think that's where it becomes like muddy waters. Mm. Mm. Because you can ask anyone and a lot of people can give you different, different responses. Yeah, and I, if I were to refer to my own marja, I can't listen to nothing. <laughs> I'll be very yeah. honest. The only thing I can listen to is, for example, uh, some certain instruments recited in a certain way. For the sake of Imam Hussein about his tragedy, apart from that, I can't go anywhere else. Mm. But then you can go to a Marjah X, Marjah Y, Marjah Z. No, there are so much avenues you can play with. So it gets confusing. And it's one of the most, I think, most asked questions. Mm. Can I listen to music? Can I use this instrument? Can I ask them to do, for example, piano lessons? Now I've seen parents, there's a rise of parents yeah, yeah. sending their children to, mm. mashallah, piano lessons or violin lessons. Yeah. That's, uh, where do we draw the line with this? Mm. Mm. Sister, what would you say to people? Because obviously, look, there's going to be so many people who have guilt. And I'll be honest, I've been one of those people in the past. I'm sure many of us have. Mm. Who, where you listen to music, you know, obviously, that the month, the holy month is coming up. And, oh, you know, I really should stop. I should try and stop. But I'll wait till the, the, the last day of, yeah. of, of before the Shah Ramadan begins and then I'll stop. Uh, how, would you, how would you address people like that? Uh, I came across a hadith in Wasa'il al-Shia today. It stated that if you listen to music in your household for 40 days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala releases a specific shaitan into your house, which will pretty much... Enter every cell of you? Enter every cell of you and those around you, even if wow. they're not listening to music. Mm. And it will make you lose all self-respect and all dignity. Oh, and wow. you won't know right from wrong. I think... Stumbling across a hadith like this, especially close to Ramadan, is definitely one of yeah. the big factors to help. And especially when you have things like the After Maghrib podcast or, you know, Latmiyat, Du'as, even Anashid. It's very, like, alhamdulillah, as Muslims, it's very easy to replace music with something else to listen to. Yeah, mm, that's a valid point. Yes, yeah, I, well. I never thought of alternatives, by the way. Yeah, like you mentioned especially Latmiyat, as Anashid. Shia. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, alhamdulillah, yeah. we have many ziyaras who, mm. which are beneficial to us and a replacement for things which would just be affecting us rather than doing us any good. Mm, mm. Interesting you mentioned that as well because the thing is, you know, like everyone knows music is haram, 
but the guilt is something that that I think we should understand what what music can become. So their guilt is purely because we've been raised knowing that music is haram. Now some some may turn around and and, and say, well, the word music is not mentioned in the Holy Quran. Mm -hmm. However, there's various forms, and I'm not an Arabic expert, but ghina and like different words, tarab, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, something like that. Words in the Holy Quran. Ghina means singing. Singing, exactly. Yes. So different variations of music, mm. which are referenced in a hadith or in the Quran, where Allah says, or the Holy Imam uh, will talk about musical noises or musical gatherings or singing or this or that. And uh, there's a, an abundance, to be honest, to talk mm. about. But someone might say well look, i know it's haram but who cares yeah it's not gonna i'm not gonna go out and start doing drugs for example or i'm not gonna go and and start meeting girls just because i listen to this guy or do you see what i mean no i, I don't agree with that because i think once you make something acceptable yeah. if music becomes fine to you and it becomes something of a norm and part of your day-to-day -day life everything else can become the same so it's not i don't think it's fair to say for example if i'm listening to music it's not going to affect me for example, mixing with the opposite gender is not going to affect me going into drinking alcohol or taking drugs because believe me, the majority of music is all about women, drugs, alcohol. There's nothing else. I mean, apart yeah. from falling in love and marashino, the music is nonsense. Like, <laughs> if you actually like read lyrics of what people listen to, it's like, what are you listening to? Do you know what? This is completely off topic. <laughs> Do you know I was I was um, because I was... subliminally you're gonna hear it's fine, you know, for drugs and alcohol. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, carry on. Sorry, sorry. You're going to get so annoyed when you hear what I say. I'll have to cut you off. Say it, say it, say it. I'll have to cut you off and make such a beautiful point. It's barely worth the seven. Are you ready? No, no. As I say, have you seen the film Moana? What is that? The reason why I'm saying that, you know, in the Moana, there's that song, You're Welcome. Have you heard it? Yeah. Basically, there's a song which is like viral. It's like every kid in the world loves that song, okay? And that song is crazy because. It's the, you know, the rock, the actor, the is rock. Is it like a Disney thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. the Moana, a Disney film, yeah. Mm. So, well, I was imagining a princess. No, yeah, but uh, yeah, anyway. Is it one of those? Disney it, or something like that, I don't know. Anyway. I've got two daughters, don't Honestly, <laughs> honestly, bro, you must be so bored of it. In that song, they talk about the guy who's singing that song, he yeah. calls himself a demigod. So he's like, I created the wind and I, I made the tide and the seas. And you're thinking, this sounds like. And this is for kids. This is for kids. Yeah. Mm. So I was thinking, bro. Like, I was listening to, uh, we're watching this film at home and my son was there and I was like, I do not, as much as the song is nice, it's catchy, I was like, I do not want my son, son singing that stuff. Mm. It's speaking in first person, I created this and I built the sun and the moon and I was like, that's not nice, man. That's really not nice. And sometimes music can be very subliminal in the sense that you might be listening to something and even though um, you don't feel hyped up or mm. you know, it's a Disney film, but the messaging that there is might have an effect on you. Well, because it's way. Disney, we think it's innocent. Yeah, exactly. That's, in fact, I think Disney is one of the worst exactly. things for kids to learn from. Mm. Yani, it's all about, yani, there's, there's nothing godly or there's nothing that you can take and apply into your life as a Muslim yeah. from Disney, for example. Mm. So I think we have like duty as parents, if there's parents listening, Ahmed, inshallah. But then would you say if, if there's a song that has innocent lyrics, would that be okay then? Because what you're saying is, if the lyrics are bad, then we shouldn't be listening to Listen, those. any song, any lyric, anything that takes you away from Allah is haram. Hey, but then you can make Full Islamic stop. music. Huh? What about Islamic music then? If it falls within the parameters of what makes it halal, yes. Remembrance of Allah. You know, there's, well, I think sometimes we get very technical about it. 
Okay, because at the end of the day, Allah's created us with that fitra and we know what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's hadith, if I'm not mistaken, my brother, where he's asked about music and in a specific. And he said, basically, along the lines of paraphrasing, that the people know what is right for them, basically. And that in, in the sense that we should have that that uh, compass inside us, which will direct us to understand whether it's worth listening to or not. Now, for example, we can say, oh, like, does classical music help depression? Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. You might want to ask that in a fiqh way mm. but when you have the alternatives and maybe alternatives might be better and like you said sister podcasts and like i listen to podcasts now a lot pro probably every day it can be on anything and you could listen to podcasts on football or politics or religion or anything else and it it, it will be a gap filler it might not like elevate you but it's definitely better especially in shah ramadan exactly it mm. has it definitely has a different impact maybe it doesn't feel the needs necessarily of music and enjoying the the vibe so yeah but i think when you listen to a podcast and you finally find the podcast which you're interested in the topic or the situation whatever it is i feel like it's way better for you to connect than to a song which you don't relate to at all and you may fall into relating mm, mm, yeah and i think to be honest sometimes we get caught up into that narrative where we think if if i can fast the 30 days and all of that, then, you know, it's okay. It's not a big deal if I do all my wajibat, but after I just continue music or even during, like, I'll be honest. I, I was one of those kids when I was younger where I would do that. And I would, I'd, I'd fast and then I'd make sure I'm not breaking my fast by listening to music. And then obviously there's so many other options. You've got like billions of things to listen to instead. So in terms of alternatives, inshallah, we can get there. The other thing I want to say is, you know, um, the companion of... Uh, Imam al-Kadhim, I believe, alayhi salam. Bishr al-Hafi. Okay. Do you know what, you know what Hafi means in Arabic? Barefooted. Barefooted. Yeah. Do you know why he's called that? No. It's a sick story. Imam al-Kadhim, alayhi salam, was walking on a road one day. And he walked past a house where he heard music played inside. So he saw someone in front of the house. He said, is the owner of this house um, a free man or a slave? Mm. And the lady, it was the guy's wife, she said, he's a free man. He said, yeah. okay, I thought so. She said, why are you asking? And the imam said, because if he was a slave, he would not disobey his master. And he walked away. The lady went inside. She told her husband, oh, I get that. this mm. guy walked past mm. and he looked like this. And, he, and the guy said, okay, what did he say to you? And she told him the story. He immediately understood that Imam al-Kadhim had said this. He ran out of his house barefooted. He ran to the imam and he said, will you ask Allah to, to accept me. my repentance? Mm. So it just goes to show that the firstly the doors of forgiveness maybe are always open because that this this guy re repented immediately. No, maybe oh they are always open. Yeah, they're always mm. open, always mm. open. If anything that we always talk about hor on this podcast and hor is like a classic example. In your last moments you can can find that that uh, mm. do you know what I mean. And these are the months, the days coming up, of course, where we where we try and connect with Allah and we try and wipe our sins. Forget look, forget all your insecurities, forget all of the things you've done, just do your best, yeah, like, try and connect with God, try and break those bad habits you've got going on, take it step by step, if you're used to listening to music on the ride to the, like, work or whatever, on the way to work in the morning or school, just try not to do that, just for a bit, and then phase it out slowly. Well, it's a habit, Yeah, it's a habit, because you can have, like, alhamdulillah, I know a huge variety of different sort of friends, brothers out there, and everyone's got their own unique story with music. Yeah, some, it's probably is just on the car to work, it's on the radio. For some, it's, um, you know, when I go to the gym to work out, I need 
I need some like motivation to lift up those weights. And yeah. other times it's no, I feel depressed and this calms me down. And everyone has some sort of connection to music. And I, I think if you can find what connects you to music and replace it with, with something better, I think we'll do wonders. Mm. Because there's always alternatives to music. And I, I, I don't repeat what I said in a previous podcast. And the sister mentioned earlier, we do have alternatives. Mm. And we have so much beautiful reciters that can recite Quran so beautifully. Yeah. That can recite so, you know, it, it takes you to the seven heavens. Yani, the other day I was listening to Ali Fani, Dua uh, Aftatah. It was in the morning on the way to work. Yeah. I've never heard him recite it in that way. Really? I, I've heard many, many different reciters recite it differently. But the way he recited it, I just, just, like I, I found I'm, The veil of, between me and heaven was like removed. No way. I just wanted to like believe in God more. Yani yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it, it brings you. you closer to Allah. Music takes you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let's find the alternative. Uh, I was going to say uh, regarding you mentioned Ali Fani. Mm. Same with his, for example, Ziyarat Ashura Ooh. or his Dua'at Kumail. Say, that is Ziyarat yeah, Ashura. Yeah. His Dua'at Kumail is probably one Different of the levels. very few recitations mm. that mm. actually allow you to understand what is actually going on in the dua and with ziyarat ashura you you like subconsciously, you listen for words yeah, yeah it's you, like, you understand mm, each word subconsciously mm. feeling sorry for everything that happened more than you already do mm, mm. you know what said Amar Nakhshawani says he goes there are more people probably nowadays who know more lyrics of a song than they do verse of the holy quran correct i completely agree but when you hear things like this ziyarat ashura by ali fani for me like I feel like I've nearly learned the du'a by yeah. not I wouldn't say by heart, but as, you know, to the best ability because of that. Yeah, yeah, or for yeah. example, du'a yastashir I mentioned in the past by Hussein Gharib. I love. In fact, if anything, that du'a was what got me off music. Like strictly, I stopped listening to music, and then overnight I started listening to this du'a, and it took me away from music. And I feel like that for me was a hook. And it might there so many. You know what I'm listening to now? Like what my new thing is. John. Speaking of Alifani. It's the most random. It's Ziyadis of the Holy Prophet Muhammad on Saturdays. <laughs> there's a beautiful, I, I must recommend it, guys. It's so nice, honestly. But there's, the, I think we should, we should. Um, That's so random, but it goes to show, it goes you to show that I love how it. much abundance of that is available. Honestly, <laughs> wallah, there's so many options there. Mm. So many options. I want to go back to forgiveness, sister. Um, we talked about forgiveness and kind of getting off that hype um, and trying to to find yourself and kind of pulling it back to the beginning of the conversation where you said that this is the perfect time to become the best version of yourself yeah. where do we begin on that see one thing people do nowadays which has become another habit is they would repent to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a very sincere heart but then you see them a couple of days later and they're doing the same thing mm. and they repent again and then they do the same thing which although allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all forgiving it's like you you can't in a way play with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can't do a sin and then say yeah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive me could yeah, forgive yeah. me and then do it again and then just keep going back and forth because mm. yes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all forgiving all merciful but at the same time his aqab is like no other and if you're basically messing about with your repentance then it's like you're you're not going to be reaching the target you're trying to reach and I think with Ramadan coming up, like especially before Ramadan, I think it's better to start a clean slate in a way. Mm. Just, you know, uh, a habit that I was recommended by a dear friend 
every night write a letter to say it's uh, Sahib Zaman. Um, and the day I started that, I remember it was last year, literally a week maybe before Ramadan. And I was like, okay, this diary I have is a clean slate between me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Sahib Zaman. What? And I would write everything, the good, the bad, the sins, the benefits, everything mm-hmm. that I've done during the day. And then the first day of Ramadan, I read over the past week and reading you naturally become better because you know I have to tell a very a very loved individual about what I've done today. Mm. And in a way you feel guilty and the guilt kind of like, it helps you become a person who's like, okay, I don't want to see me as a follower who does this and this. Yeah. So you subconsciously have this idea, okay, I'm not going to do this because I don't want to disappoint Sahib Zaman. And if you start that, like for example, now by Ramadan, inshallah, you will have many more habits that would be seen as negative, cut out mm. or decreased a lot. Mm. That's heavy. I love that. I'm, I'm planning my Ramadan now. <laughs> that muhasaba, yeah, mashallah. Yeah, mm. I mean, long may it continue, inshallah, your, your connection with the Holy Imam more prospers more over the coming inshallah. weeks, especially. But that muhasaba that you've been doing, self accountability and everything. Yeah. That's like unconscious therapy. It's called yeah. unconscious therapy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like doing therapy, but unconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. to someone about all your. Yeah. And I think it's nice because you can look back and see yeah. all the good you've yeah. done and just want to be do more good. Yeah, and it makes, it makes you feel better because, for mm. example, looking back from now to me a year ago, especially like, you know, the weeks coming forward to Ramadan. There are habits, for example, listening to music mm. or, you know, interacting with people I sh- probably shouldn't associate with, whether, you know, it's opposite genders in class, work, etc., or just friends you shouldn't be around. And I, the other day I was reading a, re- a letter I wrote and then I compared it to a letter I wrote a year ago, same day. And the difference was like, I couldn't recognize who that was really? a year ago. Wow. Okay, so let me ask you something, yeah. So that's life changing. It is. Yeah. It genuinely you know, you is. Know, you know, sister, we, me and Sayyid Ali were talking like probably a couple of days ago, and uh, Ali made a really nice suggestion. He goes, "We should set a challenge for after Maghrib listeners throughout Shahana Ramadan." Ramadan, yeah. Do you see how I'm going with mm. this? I think we should ask people at home to do what Sister Hala is doing, including ourselves, and to write a letter to Imam Sahib Zaman in the coming month and feel free to if you're if you want to share it or you want to share your reflections on it that'll be really nice like how you felt what you've learned if it's built the connection with your imam of course these are the days of the holy imam as well um and then hopefully throughout the holy month it will help do you think that would help sister and how would you recommend we go about that um see this thing the beautiful thing about it is i started it but my parents do it and my little sister, who's only six years old, does wow. it. Wow, mashallah. And she has moments where she's writing something and she would look at me and she goes, I don't know if I want to tell the imam I did that. Wow. And I'm like, no, Jeez, that's madness. tell him. So next time when you think about it, you think about you having to write this and you won't do it. And honestly, even though she's six, it's work. Like, for example, you mentioned earlier the Moana song. That came up in our household as well. Really? Mm. And she came up to me and she was like, how can people be like God? And I was like, 
What oh, do you really? mean by that? There you go, say that's and what I said. She repeated the song lyrics. So it's Oof. affecting the children. It you is be because yeah, yeah. then whenever, like for example, she would build, like let's say we're at the beach, she'd build a sand castle. She'd be like, "Hora, look, I'm I'm like God. I can build something." Mm. And then I introduced her to this concept of the letter, and now she's like. I remember I was reading a paper to her the other day of one she wrote a while back and she was like, why did I do that? And I was like, I don't know. And mm, she was like, she looks at me and she goes, I'm glad I changed. I was like, I'm glad wow, you changed as mashallah. well. That, that, at six years old. At yeah, six yeah. years old, she's way more mature than probably most Wiser than me. <laughs> Definitely wiser than me as well. Honestly, mm. mashallah. Wow. So I think that's probably like a nice thing for us to do. All it's very us. easy yeah. as well. Like, How do you do it? Do you like handwrite it or uh yeah i'm i mean some people they are more into technology do you share it with anyone or is it just for no you? It's completely personal me, sahib, zaman, and Allah yeah, okay. okay uh me personally i'm a writer so i like writing things How by about rights yeah. now i know why <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's very nice and my favorite thing about the whole thing is i so i do it right before i sleep so mm. i highlight mm. my whole day and i try summarize it into a page it's a year page and then alhamdulillah every year i'm granted ziyara i like to place the book somewhere i believe sahib zaman will feel more connected into finding it or possibly coming across it for example my last Iraq trip i um i put it between something in abu fadl shrine the year mm. before it was till zainabi the year before a friend took it to iran so wow. it's like places where you think Sahib Zaman can come across it or would enjoy reading it in a way. I think it, it's definitely life changing. I wish I could think like speechless, that. Honestly, <laughs> speechless, honestly, I'm speechless. Mashallah. Mashallah. Wow. Wow. Where to begin? <laughs> I don't know, Mashallah. That's amazing. I, I don't, I don't know. want to talk Commitment. about music anymore. God, inshallah, no, your commitment, honestly. your your commitment levels are aspirational, mashallah, may continue. And I, f I hope that we use this coming month for the same reasons, and for us to remember that, you know, whatever we're doing, it mm. doesn't just have to be music. It could be anything. You might be doing stuff that you know is the wrong thing to do. You might look at someone and you shouldn't be looking at them. You might listen to something you should be listening to. You might go somewhere you shouldn't be going there. And like these these actions we do consciously or subconsciously are unfortunately deviating us from haq like it's taking us away mm. from where we should be and mm. uh where where we're trying to get to as well um you know what i mean what says uh live in this enjoy this world as if you're going to live in it for forever but prepare for the akhirah as if you're going to die tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. and mm. it's important for us to take that narrative into account that this, these holy nights these holy days are there for us to enjoy make the most of it you want to listen to something and get hyped from it there's so much stuff alifani mullah muhammad bajbara whatever it is there's you know definitely definitely loads of things to get hyped well, over what other ways can like what what if you feel like you can't do something like that what other ways can you avoid bad habits i think any maybe that might not work for everyone for the sake no recommendations there's a few you can start using use ramadan as the perfect time to yeah, you just gotta to submit to Allah. Yeah, if you've tried every like uh, alternative, like yeah. if you've tried literally, no, no. So, uh, someone wants to take their first step into getting rid of these bad habits. Yeah, but they need help into finding that. that do you step. know what? Do you know what uh, Sheikh Imran Damani told me? Where for Ziyad? Do you remember we went Arabian? You met the Sheikh, right? Yes. You know what he told me? I, I I stayed with him for like um nearly a couple of weeks. 
we got, became really close, mashallah. The sheikh is amazing. Mm. I said to him, I was like, can you just give me one piece of advice that will help me in my day to day? I've got too many things I need to fix in my life. He said, try and stay in wudu as much as you can. He goes, even if you don't feel like praying, just stay in wudu. He was like, it will help you mm. pray on time, mm. for example. Or he goes, you're not going to do this or that or something completely wrong. You're not going to swear. You're not going to this or that if you're in wudu. So I was like, wow, okay, that's such a simple thing. He goes, before you eat, try and do wudu. If you, at the beginning, I was like, this guy is on some long missions, like trying to do wudu in, in the winter in London. That's, that's similar to what another chef said once. But, he was like, yeah. if you're trying to get rid of your bad habits, start off with just fix your salah. Yeah. yeah. Once you focus on your salah, you realize that other things start taking place. You know, that's a, very, yeah, yeah. that's a very... Salah is the pillar of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It is the pillar. And salah is supposed to make you avoid all these sins, salah. by the way. Because salah to tenha'an al-fahshai wal So sometimes if we are doing something wrong, we need to question our salah. And if we think our salah is done correctly, and we are still doing these sins or these wrong habits, whatever they are, let's reflect on our salah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there is something wrong. It's, com- it's completely normal to be. And it's not that it can be so basic. Your wudu could be yeah. wrong, by the way. Yeah. I just, and and I've, I've I've seen so much people have done wudu incorrectly, and for them, where they've learned this from their barber and their that means their dad's doing wudu incorrectly as well. So there's certain things I think, especially Ramadan coming up. Now we're talking about music and habits. I think salah is like one of the most important things as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's no looking down or anything, guys. We're not judging. Right, this is an open discussion. Yeah, yeah. You could be like. I've heard stories of people who have been Hausa and don't pray. Like, obviously, this is a rarity, but people are like they get to that stage sometimes where it's like I enjoy the engagement of religion. I find religion interesting. Like, I find the history of uh, all these things, the Khulafa and all that stuff, interesting. I find talking about Wilayat Takwini and like some next stuff. In, but my salah, I don't pray. Or they leave all the salahs and just go to Jummah. Yeah. Or they leave, <laughs> or they leave all the salahs, all the Jummah, just do Latam. Yeah, for example, yeah. I'm serious. All I'm serious. That's very common. And like you can be, you can be, you I can know everything about religion. It's you can know, matter, you can name mm. if you ask them about. Tell me about Fatima Zahra. They'll give you fifty titles, fifty hadith, this and that. But for example, salah is not great, and all of us are affected by salah. Like and and the issues we have with salah, like it's not a abnormality. So if you're at home and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm one of those people, I haven't prayed today, or, I haven't prayed on time today, or, I haven't prayed last week or last month. It's okay, firstly, to be that. But mm. as long as we acknowledge that there is a starting point, well, I can't remember what I was listening to like a week ago, but it was saying this podcast or some something I was listening to, had uh, Majlis, but was saying that the starting point for fixing your life is to pray. Just pray yeah. once, see how you feel, sit on the prayer mat. It's the weapon of the believers is du'a and salah. You know, these two things combined will take you like to, to different levels. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, some, someone was asked, how much times do you pray a day? He was like, I pray like 20 times. I don't know if you've heard Jesus, that. Jesus, no. Like, what are you talking about? And uh, he was a convert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, for he prayed like 20 times. Yeah, and for him. As in intentionally or uh, what? as in he, did he, was he no, confused? So he, he knew he had to pray five times a day. Right, right. But no one told him how to pray salah. So oh for his God. salah was like, you know, thank you God, oh. things like that. But there's some oh, people wow. like okay. Khataya, they don't really understand yeah. Salah. Like he was doing meditation ones. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how Christians pray, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. They, they do a prayer. Whenever. Yeah, yeah. Prayer, whenever. Say a grace, eat the foods. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 salah is, um, inshallah, I've got so much things to have to prove on my Salah. To be yeah. Honest. Starting with Fajr. 
Yani that's the most dangerous one. And yeah. I think one of the most important salahs is Fajr. I think that you can really be tested and held accountable on the Day of Judgment. Yani mm. On time, every time, um, A habit I have is starting my day off at Fajr. So I wake up 5 a.m., get in the process of waking up, etc., pray Fajr and then start my day, even if I have nothing to do. Mm. Even if I have, like, you know, okay, maybe I have a class at like 10 a.m. and I'm awake at 6 a.m. for no reason. No. When you pray Fajr, mm. you are going to feel accomplished, for yeah. one thing. And that leads you on to something else and something else. It also, like, it also improves, for example, your sleeping pattern. Like, a lot of people struggle with sleeping patterns, uh, especially with Ramadan coming up. When you start your day at Fajr, you're asleep by, like, 9 p.m. You're too tired to mm. carry on. Mm. And I feel bad we're past your bedtime now. <laughs> <laughs> really. Honestly, yeah. Literally too way too way too much after Maghrib. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So I think starting your day off at Fajr is definitely something yeah. you can do. And you can you can develop so many other habits during it. Well like, sometimes Fajr is like three in the morning. Yeah, see that? <laughs> no, but you know what? No, but it's a starting point. And do you know what? Shah Ramadan is good because you've you've ticked off a good three salah already because yeah. you you start your day with Fajr because pretty much everyone's awake at Fajr time Shah yeah. Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. You're munching till you can the last second and then you, you pray and then you're there. So you've done one already. Like two two rakats, you're doing it every day. Okay, if you're struggling with salah, just start. Like start, mm. you know what my grandma tells me? She always tells me, Make sure you say your niya, especially when you're fasting in Ramadan. Try and say it out loud to yourself. She's like, when you do that, you're like, you're, what's the word? You're sealing the fast. Yeah? And you're, like, you're, you're making the niya. You're not just beginning the day, like, think, oh, fast. You know, you actually have to make a niya. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. But like, my grandma's like, you have to, she tells me when mm. we're growing up, she's like, say it out loud, tell yourself, I'm going to do this fast. I'm going to complete it, inshallah. I'm going to do it the best of my ability. Like, mm. as in, you say it out loud, you give that conviction to yourself, and you make that oath, and then you do your first salah. And even if you're not praying often, just do it. It'll begin in the right way. All you've got to do is worry about Dhuhr and Asr. You know, remembering to do it on time. Alhamdulillah, we have more hours now between Dhuhr and Maghrib. Mm. And then when you're praying your Maghrib, it comes time to break your fast, it will make a, a big difference if you pray before you eat. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people... Well, the worst will... one is praying after you eat. Yeah. I mean, you don't have that. Also, you can't even pray. Let's be honest. Energy, you're yeah. so full. Yeah, Asan, they say, I think... It's actually very mustahab to pray first, then because Allah's mustahab to break your fast with a date, with yeah. a date, etc. Yeah. But that's what it is. You have that date, or drink that cup of have water, a and go date, to salah. Drink a cup of water, and pray, then, it, then go back. And then go to eat. Yeah. yeah. Similar to the music point about you know people listening to music because they feel a specific connection towards it. Mm. I think one of the best substitutes is the Quran. Mm. You know, we have we pretty much have the a treasure box given to us when we were born. Or for converts when they decided to follow Islam mm. uh, We have, alhamdulillah, we have possibly thousands, possibly millions of amazing reciters Some who may be a bit private, some who are very known And I think, especially coming up to Ramadan, you know Ramadan and Quran tie very much together hand in hand mm -hmm. So especially with Ramadan coming up, I think instead of, you know On your way to work, on your way to school Listening to a quick song, maybe Maybe try to discover what your favorite surah is, or mm. more specifically, what your favorite ayah, what, who your favorite reciter is. Just try and gain this connection to the Quran, and honestly, your life will change. 
No, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. And you know, we're speaking about music being a bad habit. And Quran here is a good habit. It's a very good inshallah. habit. Inshallah. And, and I think something to add on, onto this uh, recommendation you made, sister, is that not just reciting the Quran, I think understanding, understanding what we are actually sure. reciting. Because yeah. there are so much stories that can be learned from the Quran. Also, if we can understand, I know English sometimes is not the best of translations, but believe me, that basic English translation can make you understand yeah. what you're reciting 100%. and make you have that connection between you and Allah. So it's like a veil being sort of, uh, you know, removed mm. where you can understand the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because ultimately, this is wahi that came from Allah yeah. to Rasulullah. And that's us trying to understand. And inshallah, we can benefit from the yeah. verses. Like the beautiful thing about Shah Ramadan is we're encouraged to have that communication with Allah. And dua and salah is our talking to God. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Quran is Allah talking to us. Like, I, I like I, that analogy. Do you know what? And let me just make a thing. Like if you're at home and you're struggling with mm. something, it could be a family issue, it could be a personal issue, anything, whatever it is, I guarantee you, mark my words, open the Holy Quran on any page, look at any eye, the first one that comes to your eyes, and look it up what it means. Read it out loud, say Bismillah, look it up what it means. I guarantee I could put my hand on my heart and tell you that that eye will be relevant to your life mm-hmm. and it will so guide you specifically. And I've done it like probably a couple hundred times in my life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it will always be hit the nail on the head. Sometimes you're like, how is this eye so specific? You think that it's revealed just for you. Yeah. Yeah. SubhanAllah. And it's like God, Allah is talking directly to you. And even if you're one of those people, like I don't have a connection with the Quran. I don't know anything about it. I can't read the Quran. You know, for you guys, with the greatest respect, you're Arabs. Yeah. Like for you, the, the words come naturally to you. The, the tongue, the pronunciation, even the reading, the Arabic is natural. Some people may not have the tajweed and all of that, but for you, it's your your ears are used to hearing that mm. language. Yeah. For us, or for non-Arab speakers, we're learning a new language. So we have to learn the new letters, we have to learn the tajweed, we have to learn all the, the rulings and maqamat, all these like various things, a whole new world for us, do you get me? Yeah. So some people don't even bother with it, it's just like, I'll put it on the background, put it on YouTube, Mishael Lafasi, whatever, press play. But honestly speaking, it's a very nice introduction to the Qur'an Because once you feel that the Qur'an cares about you Allah cares about you through the Qur'an yeah. You'll feel pulled towards it It's like, very magnetic It is magnetic core. It is, yeah. it is And sometimes I think you, There are certain like uh, surahs maybe we can share later on to, to, to the listeners There's actually certain surahs in the Qur'an That actually help you in your day-to-day lives yeah. Yeah. We have the examples of Yasin We have the examples of Waqa Like there's so much yeah, yeah, things yeah. that can benefit us be it risk, be it health, whatever it is, just basically reciting certain chapters of the Quran. And yeah. I, it does wonders, Yanni. Yeah. Um, I read this story on Twitter not that long ago. It was about a father who, his, so he, him and his best friend, they both have different religious backgrounds. The best friend uh, used to put lullabies and whatnot for his daughter growing up. Mm. And she memorized the, the lullabies. This father used to put the last three juzah of the Quran. By the time this girl was eight years old, she wow. has memorized the majority of the last three juzah of the Quran. Wow. I mean, that <laughs> I'm gonna in do itself. That. Beautiful. Wow. And then we struggle to amazing. memorize juzah Amr. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. SubhanAllah. He, mm. uh, the story goes, he was reading Quran one day. I think it was Ramadan, Layari Qadr. He was reading to himself. And his daughter was asleep next to him and she woke up and finished the surah he was Allah. reading. Mashallah. And he came out and shared the story. And I think it was beautiful. That's amazing. Wow. Beautiful. It's a nice it's a it's a nice time when you hear things like this yeah. because mm. it kind of I think it opens our eyes a bit and inshallah we'll we'll get there. There's a lot of work to be done. I know I've got a lot to think about and reflect on. So um I think yeah. 
it's it's I yeah, yeah I think inshallah we've done justice to this preparing for Ramadan yeah. in terms of like having bad habits more importantly the music habit because that I think affects a whole lot to be honest, li- li- listeners I don't know where this conversation will be without you yeah 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 you've <laughs> you've guided us here, honestly and and you've given us a challenge mm. which we'll take on what do you think Said think we can do it I'm gonna buy a book now shy. forget shy. writing notes on on the on the on the iPhone. Here's a book I think because you know when you do like pen and paper like you, you understand you feel like accountable I think more yeah. and you sort of know exactly what yeah. you did and they say like when you put pen to paper it helps your memory we're so gonna yeah sorry <laughs> so I, you I, I, I feel so bad no, no, I was gonna say let's collaborate with Sister Holder during this holy month are you happy with it if people if people want to reach I'd out to you to help yeah or, of course yeah every Ramadan I post on my account every Ramadan yeah, okay. you know Anything you need, any uh, ideas? What accounts are you talking about? Howard Rights. What's the app? H A W R A W R I T E S. Yeah, fantastic. Um, every Ramadan, I post. You know, I post every two days on my account. Mm. Especially in Ramadan, I try to post the dua of the day on my story, for example, and a special habit of a day. And I remember a habit last year was really, really popular. Uh, and some people say they do it till this day, alhamdulillah. Recite the shahada wherever you go out loud. On the day of judgment, all these things will, you know, answer for you. This individual read the shahada when walking past me. Like leaves, yeah. a door, anything. Just, you know, mm. sometimes I'm on my way to school, for example, and I'm just constantly reciting the shahada. And then I remember once a friend asked me what I was doing. And then I told her, every single leaf, every atom in the sky is going to say, I Bear read the shahada on the yeah. day of judgment. Beautiful. Mm. It's simple, yeah, but yeah. it's there. It does help a lot. Like I started doing this thing in the last few months. I've got worse at it recently, but it's like when I'm just driving. I, I don't know why it happens to me when I'm driving. Probably because it's quiet sometimes. And I'm just thinking, I just do like a quick shukr. Just be yeah. like, shukrulillah, shukrulhamdulillah for this and that. And like, mm. It would just, like, just like a five-second thing. Or, or you know, for example, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wala akbar. Like, just saying that. Yeah, yeah. Just to take, like, four, four seconds to say it, for example. And it's tasbih. Yeah, it's tasbih. Yeah. And it, it, like, I don't know, it's just something that, like you said, it will account for you. And it will, it will... Shukr especially, I feel like it humbles you a lot. Yeah, big time. Like, when you read out, let's say you're having a bad day, you read out how many things you're grateful for. You may not seem like you have a lot, but then when you sit there with yourself and you read it out, yeah. <laughs> they don't end. Yeah, they yeah, simply yeah. don't yeah, end. Yeah, that's true. So hopefully, inshallah, we can, um, guys at home, um, two tasks for you. First one is reach out to Sister Holder. If you've got any questions um, or you want help or inspiration and follow her account, of course, she's she's doing amazing work on there. Thank and you um, this challenge that she's given us, inshallah, is not just a challenge, but it's an opportunity for us. And the second thing for you to do is smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to After Maghrib. Um, yeah, like I said, we've got a lot coming up in the Holy Month and before and after. We've got so many people who have... Um, either been booked already to, to join us on the podcast or a lot of suggestions well, there's we, some exciting conversations coming really 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 uh, exciting the topics of what's coming on inshallah and, uh, yeah it's gonna forward. be a lot of research mm. but inshallah khair it'll be, it'll be exciting stuff and as always guys you've been fantastic i have to thank you with suggestions with if you've not followed us already after market podcast on instagram we're always posting questions polls all sorts of things for you guys to vote on um, topics, guest suggestions. We've had like over the last 
two three days by the way we, i think they, it's fair enough for them to let them know that we are actually receiving it all oh 100 so any yeah, yeah. like dm or any like feedback or anything that's coming is coming to us like, yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually it's coming to us and yeah. we're reading it but alhamdulillah there's a, a lot of people interacting we can't yeah, get back to everyone like we had the, we, we asked people of eight topics which would which would you like to hear on that got like hundreds of votes alhamdulillah mm. Which is great for us and, and I think one of the most or if not the most voted for is this conversation on, on music. music and habits and that kind of thing. So hopefully that helps and yeah, hopefully inshallah we'll get to the rest of them. Anything that I'd say before we wrap up? I just want to thank the sister for coming on. Thank the, you so much. You know when thank I you came very much for having you're welcome. Me. When I came here earlier, I was like thinking of a whole different conversation with music. I said, Alhamdulillah, you've you've I think you've connected more with the listeners and the viewers and i think that's very important yeah so thank you Aluia. things happen for a reason your presence mm. has added a lot of value thank you so much and guys inshallah we'll see you next week take care assalamualaikum and don't forget lupa 170 <laughs> <laughs>